meteorologist for the press of Atlantic City, and this is Something in the Air, a program that focuses on the weather. Well, it's a little more than that. Actually, Something in the Air is about the weather, climate, and the environment. It's also about the people who are passionate about these things and who are trying to make a difference in our lives through their work. The environment is just one of the topics our journalists at the Press of Atlantic City cover. As the leading source of South Jersey news, we also report on government, public safety, the casino industry, and the rich history right here in South Jersey. You can find these stories by going to PressofAtlanticCity.com or every day in the pages of the Press of Atlantic City. From time to time, we'll bring you some of those stories here as well as part of our Press Presents series on local topics and people. But today, it's my favorite subject, the weather. And join with me is birthday buddy, May 13th, Rutgers guy, as well as a good friend of mine, the New Jersey State Climatologist, Dr. Dave Robinson. All right, so join with us, New Jersey State Climatologist, Dr. Dave Robinson. We have been with him in audio for about a year and a half, and now for the first time, you can see him on the flesh in something in the air. Dr. Robinson, thanks for being with us today. My pleasure. How is it, uh, how's it feeling first time on video for us? I, I think we're doing so far so good. We just started. I think uh, everybody will enjoy this format. Uh, we have some images and graphics for everybody, and we're excited to have you to be a part of it. That's great. Just keep the camera off me and I'm fine. <laughs> you look, you have a, you have a face, not only audio podcasts will love, but video podcasts will love as well, I'm sure. So let's get started here. We will recap the month of February or the previous month as we always do. I think it's no surprise to anybody. It was mild and balmy again in South Jersey. Atlantic City International was the third warmest February. Records go back to the 1940s. Where did we stack up in the rest of South Jersey? Uh, third warmest uh, statewide as well as uh, down in South Jersey. Uh, of course, there's nothing new about that because the two warmest Februarys were 2017 and 2018. And remember, for Jersey, we have records back to 1895. Uh, so it's been really quite a remarkable three out of four year run of February warm. And you know, it was funny, I was talking to somebody a couple days ago and he was saying, usually when we get that first 60 or 65 degree day, you know, everybody's just kind of bursting with joy, ready to go off for spring. But we don't really have that feeling because we've been above 60. We were above 66 times uh, at AC International. Is that significant? I mean, I, I'm guessing this is something we probably saw the past two years, but can we put that in context? Yeah, well, it, it's interesting that this year, uh, with the warmth, it was the persistence getting into the 50s and 60s. Back in 2017 and 2018, those warm months, those warm Februarys, were accompanied by a couple of days up in the 70s, almost approaching 80. So we didn't have that wow day this year in February. We just had a lot of persistent warmth. So it was a little bit different than what we saw in 2017, 2018. Frankly, it's more indicative of what we've seen with the change in recent years. It's not necessarily we're hitting the high extremes in any given day, um, but we're hitting them over a long period of time. We're getting up at high levels. 
And cumulatively, that's resulting in records and near records. Right. And speaking of extremes, let's talk about the lowest temperature we saw this winter, which happened in February, and it wasn't even that extreme. We were pretty much just in the teens in South Jersey on uh, the night of the 15th. So having a low temperature only in the teens for your coldest one, that seems kind of weak to me. Is it pretty weak? It's pretty weak. And even statewide, one degree is the lowest we had in the middle of uh, February at two of our stations up in northwest Jersey. Uh, it's a real concern that we haven't made it into the single digits, except maybe a couple areas in the Pinelands down in South Jersey. Uh, that lets a lot of insects winter over. Their eggs don't get freeze-dried, if you will. Um, worried about southern pine beetle, but other insects as well, ticks. Um, maybe even mosquitoes. So this isn't a good thing. Um, there's also hardening hours with our fruit trees. They need to have a period of rest below certain temperatures. And, and there haven't been a lot of the hardening hours. So I always say when it comes to winter warmth and even as we go into early spring warmth and budding, careful what you wish for. Uh, our plants are, are, and, and the insects um, are, are used to wintering you know, getting that winter chill in order to come out in their natural abundance um, come the following spring. So not a great situation that we didn't at least have a few nights uh, where we really got cold. And I'm guessing it maybe wasn't the best situation that we barely even had a snowflake uh, during February. We had just a trace of snow at AC International. And for the fourth time in Cape May's history, which goes back to the late 1800s, no snow there. So where were we in South Jersey? And if you mind just elaborating a little bit about how the state did as well. Was it everywhere, this, this lack of snowiness? It, it, it was everywhere. Uh, this, South Jersey averaged a whopping tenth of an inch of snow uh, in February. Now, there's been nine times when South Jersey has had zero snow. Um, but there hadn't been a time with just a tenth. So you could say this ranked as the tenth least snowy February, um, but it's a tenth of an inch. And statewide wasn't much better. Two tenths of an inch was the average. And that tied 1998 as the least snowy February on record in New Jersey. Uh, so we really had a deficit of snow. We're talking of uh, departures from normal of anywhere from six to nine inches where you are in the state. Uh, February generally being the snowiest month of the year. Uh, so what a snow drought we've had because um, statewide for the entire season, uh, thanks to some snow in early December, we're at 4.7 inches. Um, that's the fourth least snowy um, through the end of February, fourth least snowy year. But it's even worse in South Jersey. South Jersey's only averaged seven tenths of an inch of snow this winter thus far. And by winter, I mean since the first snowflake um, which happened this year to be in December. Sometimes it could right. be in October or November. That is the least snowy for so far into the season in South Jersey. So that, that is not such a big deal when it comes to insulating our lands in South Jersey and, and infecting insect populations and all, because we don't traditionally have much long-lasting snow cover in South Jersey. Mm -hmm. um, but it's certainly very noteworthy in terms of the historic perspective. Yeah, and 
if we didn't see a lot of snow, which obviously we didn't, how about the rain? Did we at least get rain to give us some kind of precipitation during the month? We, we did, as a matter of fact. We were very close to average. Actually, South Jersey averaged two-tenths above average. We had about three inches uh, of rain. Uh, so quite close to average. Uh, and that's real good news because we don't want, um, we need to fill up the groundwater. Uh, we want to keep the surfaces somewhat moist. It did permit controlled burns to take place in, in the Pinelands, despite some of them taking place on weekends where it was quite, the atmosphere was quite dry, humidity was low. Um, but if we hadn't had that average amount of rainfall, it would have even curtailed our controlled burns, mm. which are so very important for maintaining the health of our forest and keeping the forest fire danger somewhat um, under control, if you will. Yeah, and a lot of people have been sending in photos on Facebook and Twitter about the smoke in the sky. I was driving on the parkway just a couple of days ago, and you could see it from miles away. You know, when you were in Tom's River driving south, and then you're in it, you're in this, you know, little bit of a haze and you get out. So it's interesting to be a part of and to be in it. Uh, and they are mostly controlled burns and they have been all controlled burns here in South Jersey. Um, yeah, I do want to, uh, yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, well, as a matter of fact, if you go on the state climate website, uh, njclimate.org or our weather net, njweather.org, you'll yeah. see my report for the month of February. And the cover photo for it is a fire, a picture of a controlled burn uh, last month. But within the report, um, for Sunday, I guess it was the 23rd of, of February, I grabbed a, a visible satellite image and a radar image, yeah. and both of them depict the, the smoke coming off of the controlled burns that Sunday. And I believe actually we have those photos from your assistant state climatologist, Matt Gerbis. There you go. You Matt sent him along. Matt yeah. sent him along. Let's uh, real quickly, I want to talk about one event that was on uh, February 8th where we had 10,000 AC electric customers without power because the winds were whipping. Uh, we had 73 mile an hour gusts in Cape May Harbor, lots of places in the 50s and 60s. Um, just, can you just elaborate on that a little bit for us? Yeah, that was, uh, you know, we haven't had a lot of low pressure systems right over us this winter, but that was a low pressure system that tracked south, kind of south to north through New Jersey, and it was growing. It was deepening, as we call it. Uh, as it passed through and gave us some very low pressures, uh, pressures we sometimes don't even see in tropical storms. Now, still well above what we had with Sandy, but very low pressure. And, and with that, there was a squall line associated with it, and then follow-up very strong winds. It was a day that dropped, uh, I believe it was four tornadoes in Maryland, and led to some a tornado warning for a brief period of time in, in western Gloucester and Salem counties. Uh, there wasn't any reported tornadic activity in New Jersey, but what it was is essentially a storm really getting wrapped up as it traversed the state. And, and with it spawned a, a squall line that led to very quick, brief downpours, but with it, extremely gusty winds. Great. Doc, thank you, Dr. Robinson. We are going to be with you in one moment. We're going to talk about the winter that was. This is Something in the Air.
back to Something in the Air podcast with New Jersey State climatologist, Dr. Dave Robinson. Dr. Robinson, we're going to look back at the winter that was, or should we say the winter that wasn't? Wasn't. Yeah. Uh, mild, snowless. Who needs Florida, right? You can stay right here in New Jersey. No snow, warm temperatures. How, how did we do? How did we do here? And let's talk about the past couple of months in terms of temperatures here in not only South Jersey, but New Jersey as well. Yeah, uh, temperatures statewide through the winter, when you average December, January, and February together, it was the sixth uh, mildest winter on record. Uh, we only stayed away from being up at the mildest because December was only a little more than a degree above normal. Um, I think it was 29th or 30th warmest of 125 Decembers. But January was the eighth warmest um, February, the third warmest. Um, in fact, 10 of the last 12 months have been above normal in New Jersey, only last March and November. Uh, people may remember we got off on a bit of a cold start for the second November in a row, um, but they're the only months. And, and during, the last, um, during the last 12 months, six of the 12 months have averaged in the top 10 for warmth. Again, let me remind you, it's 125 now with this year turning over 126 years. Yet half of the months in the last 12 months have been in the top 10. And we had our fifth warmest summer, and now we just had our sixth warmest winter. Um, so we're, we're on quite a roll yeah. uh, when it comes to, to, to warmth. Yeah, but it's not really a coincidence, right? I mean, how much of this are we attributing to climate change? Oh, there, there's no question what we're doing is taking what would be a warm circulation pattern um, for the last 12 months, and we're just putting it up there at a higher foundation. Uh, we've got that overall human-induced global warming, and then we get into an atmospheric pattern that's conducive for warmth, and it's like you get a double shot. It would be warm without humans on the planet, but with humans already having warmed Right. Uh, the atmosphere by several degrees, you have a higher uh, playing field, if you will, in which the day-to-day -day weather can function. Gotcha. And let's talk to uh, your favorite topic, except for maybe this winter, that would be snow uh, or lack thereof. I know we touched on it already a little bit, but just really provided some context as to like why we were not really that snowy this winter. I mean, are we, you know, our winter forecast, I'll be honest, I said it was going to be active. It did look like there were, I thought there were going to be some, maybe some chances for snow, not coming to fruition. It's not over yet, but it hasn't come to fruition just yet. It hasn't come to fruition it, yet. And the next couple of weeks look pretty warm. So if we're going to get snow, it's going to be one of these stealth snows that just kind of comes in and gets out real quickly. I'm trying to be it a little optimistic. It can <laughs> happen. North Carolina, Raleigh over to Elizabeth City, North Carolina, had three to five inches of snow in one storm last month. Um, but it was in and out and melted in a day. Um, but they saw some snow. So it could still happen. Um, but there's no real icebox cold to finish up the season in sight right now. And with that, the likelihood of snow is pretty slight. But we're not putting it to bed yet. Don't put your shovels and blowers away. Um, we can always get a late season surprise. But up till this point, with the 4.7 inches we've had statewide and the, the seven tenths of an inch we've had in South Jersey, 
it's going down in the record book as one of the least snowy winters on record. If it doesn't snow another flake, New Jersey will come in third place uh, when we look at the season as a whole. Uh, the winters of 1973 and 1919 already have been exceeded with the snow we had. Um, you know, looking to North Jersey, they've had a whole whopping 11.5 inches uh, of snow so far this, uh, this uh, snow season. That's 16 inches below where they should be by this time of the year. Um, South Jersey's 16 inches below where they should be with their seven tenths. But if you're in central Jersey, we've had five and a half here in central Jersey. That's 18 inches below average. So in terms of departures from normal, Central Jersey has taken it on the chin more than anywhere else. But the fact is, in South Jersey, you've barely seen snow on the ground. Yeah, and even when it snowed, I mean, let's be honest, it didn't stick. It, it fell, might have stuck for a couple of hours, and then went away. What yeah. was, can you attribute, like, what was the pattern that brought this lack of snow so far yeah. this winter? I mean, do we have the right setup for snow and we're just missing it by a little bit? Or is it yeah. just some pattern that's just not conducive whatsoever? We had a miserable pattern for snow. Um, virtually all of the low pressure systems this winter uh, haven't been particularly strong. They've been enough to give us average precipitation, um, but they've been coming from west to east across the continent and then shooting up into the Great Lakes and up into the St. Lawrence Valley. And what that does is two things. First of all, you can't tap a lot of moisture from the Gulf of Mexico or even off the Atlantic coast. So that keeps the storms down to a minimal strength. Secondly, when the storms go to our north, and our west, and then up to the north, we're on what's called the warm side of the storm. Storms circulate in a counterclockwise fashion. And when we're to the east of the storm, that means warm air is drawn up in front of that storm and we get a rain. Yeah. And then maybe a cold front comes through as the storm exits into Canada and it gets cold but the precepts already out. Right. So we don't have any precepts. So this is perfect prescription for a snow free season. I think whether you love snow, I think we both love our snow, you probably more than me, or hate <laughs> snow. I think the one good thing we can all agree on is that we haven't had a lot of coastal flooding this year. I mean, there was probably, and I'm just going off the top of my head, three or four events that we saw, and none of them were really even that significant. It was just minor. So, you know, that's good news for everybody. And, you know, is that something, you know, are we below average, would you say, for coastal flooding events this winter? You know, I, I have to admit, I haven't looked into the records that much. We, we could, and we probably should, look at Atlantic City, um, where there's a long tide gauge record up at Sandy Hook. But, yeah, I, I would say, just off the top of my head, anecdotally, uh, it has been a, a calm year along the coast. There I'd put a bigger so far than with the snow because we've had some nasty late season nor'easters, rain or snow, or just plain old wind and, and surge. Um, so I, I wouldn't give up on that yet. But the pattern, again, as you, you mentioned, the pattern hasn't been conducive to storms of any strong type except that odd one that came through the state in mid-February and, and a couple like that. But for the most part, this has been a pretty benign, calm, under control <laughs> winter yes. for here in the mid-Atlantic. Well, I will say, you know, I like snow. It also makes my job a little easier when there's no snow to forecast, you know, so. Um, uh, that, 
That's why I'm a climatologist, not a meteorologist, because there's nothing worse than having to deal with where that rain snow line is going to set up. So you can get instant gratification if you hit the forecast right, but you'll get condemnation if it's wrong. That's right. We climatologists, ah, people may forget. But you also have to remember, Joe, I didn't make a winter outlook this year because mm -hmm. I, I said there were far too many wild cards. So yeah. I kept my neck out of that, my neck out of that game. I'm able to do that because I, I'm not the National Weather Service, which is charged with doing a long-range outlook. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not you media folks who like to do that because readers or viewers are interested or private forecasting companies that have clients. Here in the state climate office, it was pretty easy for me to say, I don't, there's just not enough information out there to make a, a worthy outlook for the winter. There was no El Nino, no La Nina. Uh, there were some different sea surface temperature anomalies in the North Pacific and in the Atlantic that didn't come together to give much of a forecasting. Um, they made it a forecasting challenge, let's just say. Right. Well, and, that, and that's why you are a smarter person than myself. You knew which route to take. You took the climate route. Uh, but you, you know, know, I know do when like, to fold them. You got to know when to fold. You got to know when to fold them. I know. I understand. You know, and, and for you, I remember you told me right in the beginning of the fall or in the beginning of winter, not doing a winter outlook for the reasons you said, and it's probably doing pretty good for you. Uh, we are going to take one more break. And then we, when we come back, we are going to be talking about things looking forward. We'll be talking about what's new with the climate office and we'll have a little bit of fun too. everybody for sticking with us this is something in the air podcast both in audio and video and join with me is new jersey state climatologist dr dave robinson dr robinson uh one thing we've seen a lot of already and we did touch on a little before is the controlled burning so those are the uh fires that are put into place by the new jersey forest fire service to help maintain our forests and you know with the mild and maybe wet but not necessarily white season does that have any influence on our fire season going forward we have to wait and see really um it's kind of what you see recently is what you get in the pinelands because it can dry out so quickly I, i've seen multi-acre fires three or four days after an inch of rain falls um you really have to be careful in the pinelands there's so much fuel on the forest floors thus the control burns from time to time to rid of the floor of that. Uh, and then with the sandy soils, it can dry out so very quickly. So yeah, it's good to be going into the season with some adequate moisture available. But if it dries out for a couple of weeks, um, then the threat of the fire just rises uh, considerably, especially as we go into March and April. Before the grasses start greening up, and any deciduous trees in, in the pinelands start leafing out and shading the understory of the forest a little bit more. Yeah, and I wanna talk about uh, one photo that, that you uh, had on your climate website. Uh, that was a uh, controlled burn that was, I believe it was taken somewhere near Long Beach Island and pointed towards the mainland. And you even got some radar and satellite uh, feed from that. Um, when we've been talking about controlled burns, uh, what are the ideal conditions that Forest Fire Service is looking for? 
I think there are a few things. First of all, a big one is the wind or the lack thereof. You don't want to do it on a windy day. You'd prefer not to do it when relative humidity is very low. Um, conditions are, are tinned or dry. But then again, and I, I'm not an expert on this by any means, I would think if the relative humidity is too high and the air is too damp, it might not do its job very well. So you, you don't want it real wet. And then you prefer it not to be real hot of late because that can increase evaporation and dry things out easier. So modest temperatures, uh, a modest amount of humidity in the air, um, not too wet in the last couple of days or so, and then the absence of wind. Gotcha. Um, when we're looking forward in time, some people have been telling me, Joe, we have this warm winter that means it's gonna be a hot summer right and i said i said from what i've seen not so fast uh at ac airport i looked at the top five mildest winters none of them were in the top five hottest summers so is that true for everywhere or is that just an anomaly at, at ac airport yeah we haven't looked at it that particularly closely looking at top five and such like that uh, but the fact is we're We've had a lot of warm summers and summers are warming at a pretty good rate. So while I'm not gonna say this is an exceptionally hot summer, um, the odds favor it being above normal because we're comparing it to the 1981 to 2010 period. And the last decade has been consistently warm in the summer. So we're, we're not comparing it to recent years when we say it's gonna be warmer than normal. We're comparing it to a longer period of time in the past. Um, but that, but you're absolutely right, though. There's no real memory in the climate system uh, when we go from winter into summer. Um, so I'm looking at the summer as a standalone compared to what we've seen in recent summers. I'm not trying to take this warm winter and say it's a harbinger of what's going to come this summer because it's been warm this winter or because the pattern in the atmosphere that led to this winter being warm is going to persist into the summer because patterns shift quite a bit as you go from summer type weather patterns in the northern hemisphere to winter uh, to excuse me winter type patterns into summer type patterns. Gotcha. All right, and you know as we wrap up here, what are do you have going on for the rest of the month? I know you are extremely, extremely, extremely busy. I know also you're going to be down here at Stockton for one day, but just tell me tell me about the Stockton event and tell me what else you have going on for the month ahead. Yeah, I'm going to be speaking to the Blueberry Growers Meeting down in Hamilton this cool. month. Uh, I'm going to be speaking two sessions at the Pineland Short Courses at, at Stockton University uh, on the 14th, Saturday the 14th. Um, yeah, I'm going to be all over the state the next week up, up at Hackettstown in Warren County, the next weekend at Duke Farms in Hillsborough in Somerset County. Um, I've got a few other things thrown in there too. I think 10 different off-campus presentations uh, this month. Uh, even have to travel down to Washington, D.C., the National Weather Service headquarters um, mm. to talk about snow. There's a snow conference down there, my research in uh, hemispheric and global snow cover. So uh, a lot coming up, a uh, very busy month. Um, but isn't it spring break at Rutgers? Isn't that coming up soon? Yeah, sure. You're not going to Cancun? Not quite. Okay. I'm going to uh, Hackettstown and, and to Stockton. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm going to uh, 
let's see, Somerset to talk to the land rally in the state that week, which is all the uh, non-governmental organizations that are land trust around the state. They have a wonderful conference. And then I'm down in DC for a couple of days. So I, I think I have my Sundays off to watch the basketball tournament. All right, well, that's good. At least you have that. Yeah, when you're down here at Stockton, what's your favorite place to go eat at? You got some South Jersey uh, local favorites? Uh, I have to say I've, I've been to Stockton a couple times and uh, not going anywhere to eat. I'm uh, sorry. That's okay. But you're a Cape May guy. You like Cape May. Uh, absolutely. How about when you're Cape down in Cape May? May? We've gone to a variety of different restaurants down there. Um, you can't you can't beat it down there. And so I don't want to play favorites. I say that's um, right. But there's there's some really good spots down yeah. there. As you say, no one to fold them. You say you like everything. And, you know. All right. Well, Dr. Robinson, we appreciate the time. Thanks for our first video podcast. We're going to be joined with you monthly as we go forward, recapping the month of weather and more and some fun as we go through. Uh, thanks so much for the time. And we will chat with you. Uh, sometime, what do we think? Maybe the end of March, early April-ish? I look forward to it. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you so much. And this is Something in the Air. Watching Something in the Air, a Press of Atlantic City program produced in partnership with Stockton University. Something in the Air, the latest South Jersey weather, and our fact-finding, award-winning journalism would not be possible without our readers and viewers. And remember, you can find the Press of Atlantic City all the time, anytime, at thepressofatlanticcity.com. Until we see you again, South Jersey.